Just know that the universe really doesn't give a shit about you and is not sending you messages. I think you can find messages within the nonsense. From the universe. You can call it the universe or whatever. There, there are, it's not all random. Here we are in Club Random. Not all, <laughs> it's not all completely random. If you would have said to me in 1997, Dave, you're going to be sitting with Bill Maher at his house. He's going to be smoking pot. Chevy Chase was just there before, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. You'd be married to a dude. Bill Maher would right. be talking to you about anal sex. Like, that is so f***ing bananas. <laughs> My head would have exploded. All right, people. It is October 10th, 2022. I'm Dave Rubin. This is The Rubin Report. We are live streaming on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube. Subscribe if you have not. And yes, the conversation, the long-awaited chat over tequila and later on marijuana with Bill Maher is up right now. My two-plus-hour uh, chat with Bill at Club Random, which is a club that he has at his house. It's a separate structure. Uh, it is up right now. We're going to show you a bunch of clips throughout the show today. We sort of, uh, we frame the show today around the conversation that I had with Bill. The conversation was about a week and a half ago. Uh, they held it for a little bit, but they did to their credit, and I was a little concerned about this, uh, to the credit of Bill and his producers and everyone over there, they did not edit one second of the thing. It's the longest conversation that Bill has had on the podcast, a little over two hours. We actually could have gone way longer in many ways, and I'm seeing a lot of comments uh, from you guys on this. By the end, at the two hour mark, basically, we were sort of just getting going because it took a little while to kind of feel each other out and all of that stuff. We had never met, we had met before like quick hellos and I took a picture with them once, but we had never actually sort of met before as, as sort of full equal human beings. Uh, and it was just getting going and they kept, uh, there was a little clock next to the uh, little area where we were sitting. And I saw they kept adding time to it, which obviously meant they were, they were pleased how the conversation was going. Unfortunately, I had to get going because I had to get on the red eye because I was heading to New York uh, to ring the bell for Rumble, I guess not unfortunately, but I did have to get going. Uh, in any event, we are gonna frame today's show around that conversation and sort of the divide between, say, uh, the, the old school liberal and what I would say is a new school conservative and really with the, the wider, uh, that will all sort of fit into a bucket of, uh, I think there's ways to have these conversations and Bill and I just took a first stab at it, but, before I tell you anything else about that. And there's a lot of good stuff. Trust me, there's a lot of good stuff. I asked him if he'd move to Florida. I asked him if he'd vote for DeSantis. We, we did as much of it as we could. I should tell you, uh, I had another child. Uh, we had a, a baby number two arrived on, what was that, Thursday. Uh, hence why I didn't have a show on Friday. Uh, and I'm very excited to tell you that uh, he is healthy and happy. And that Justin, baby one, has a, a new baby brother. Just two months to the day, Justin was born on August 6th and uh, baby two was born on uh, October 6th. His name is Luke and uh, we are thrilled. He is happy and healthy and the pediatrician was here yesterday and it's all good. And I'm waking up now instead of Twitter with two babies on me and there's milk everywhere and all it's nuts and it's all good. Life is good. I'm feeling very good about things. I do have to address one thing though because a lot of people are asking me this, friends, family, and I'm sure I'm gonna see comments about it. 
where do you come up with the name Luke? Is this about Star Wars? Obviously, is this about Star Wars? Now, the issue is that years ago, I've always liked the name Luke. I, I'm surprised there aren't more Lukes out there. You would have thought with Luke Skywalker and, and Star Wars, you would have thought that every third person you would meet would be named Luke. Uh, but David and I agreed we both like the name Luke. And even years ago, when we first started talking about kids, Luke was sort of in the running. We always knew Justin was gonna be number one, but Luke was in the running. And then unfortunately, the last couple Star Wars were absolutely horrible. They completely trashed Luke's character and Mark Hamill, the actor who plays Luke Skywalker, he is a leftist lunatic. I think maybe he called me racist once on Twitter. It just ruined Star Wars for me. It ruined Luke and all that, but we still like the name. But I knew if we named the kid Luke, he's every day of his life, they're gonna, oh, Luke, like in like Luke Skywalker, Star Wars, okay. And I was like, I can't live with that. I can't do that to this kid. So I've like, I was like, we've got to find another Luke to have any of this make sense. And then it hit me in the most beautiful way possible. This was about two months ago when we were finalizing the name. You may remember the final episode of The Golden Girls. It was a two-part episode called One who left the cuckoo's nest or flew out of the cuckoo's nest, something like that. And Dorothy played by uh, B. Arthur, she gets married to Blanche's uncle, Uncle Lucas, played by Leslie Nielsen. I think we've got a picture from the wedding right there. So, ladies and gentlemen, my Luke is named after Uncle Lucas, played by one of the great comic actors of all time, Leslie Nielsen, Naked Gun to me, the funniest movie of all time. He married B. Arthur, who's one of the greatest comedic actresses of all time. So it is not in honor of Luke Skywalker. I just want to be clear about that. It could have been, but Mark Hamill and Kathleen Kennedy and Disney ruined Star Wars. I wanted to keep the name Luke. Uncle Lucas, Luke, there you go. Little sidebar, had to get it out. Uh, let me talk to you real quick about Rex MD, then we're gonna get into Bill Maher and everything else going on into in the world. And I assure you, ladles and jelly spoons, there's a lot. Uh, guys, I hate going to the doctor, everyone does. It literally takes a half a day to get it done and you don't wanna talk to your doctor about certain things. Here's the thing, most men's health issues have really simple solutions. RexMD is about simple solutions. RexMD makes getting generic and branded Viagra or Cialis easy. Everything's online, even the prescription, and they deliver to your door. No office visits, no talking to a receptionist. Super simple. Did you know that Viagra can cost around 90 bucks a pill? Jeez. Uh, but RexMD has generic Viagra for as low as $2 a pill. Just fill out a quick medical questionnaire on their website. A doctor will review your situation and prescribe you generic Viagra if appropriate. Your medication gets shipped right to your door with free two-day shipping. It's fast, simple, and cheap, and you can access your US-licensed RexMD physician anytime you need. RexMD has helped over 300,000 guys get generic Viagra quickly and conveniently. RexMD just works, and it works the very first night. Starter packs of generic Viagra Cialis are now available for our viewers. Go to rexmd.com slash Ruben to get started. That's rexmd.com slash Ruben. Go to rexmd.com slash Ruben today to get a starter pack prescription of generic Viagra or Cialis. All orders come with free two-day shipping and you'll probably have a great rest of your afternoon, I would imagine. Okay, now let's get to it. So I was on Bill Maher's podcast, Club Random, which he just launched over the last couple months. I've been going back and forth with the producers there for quite some time. I honestly did not think, because they reached out to me originally about eight months ago and it got delayed a couple of times, I really didn't think it was gonna happen. I really didn't. Uh, you guys know, I don't have to belabor the point about how Bill has influenced me and yet we've sort of had our fork in the road moment, but 
if guys like us can't sit down and, and talk it out and agree that we want to live in the same country and maybe agree to disagree on some issues, then, then America has no hope. That's why I was so looking forward to this conversation. Uh, I think we got an image. Uh, I think we showed that to you a couple of days ago. That was after about two and a half hours and a lot of tequila. And uh, yes, I did uh, smoke the marijuana. I said I wasn't going to, or I thought I wasn't going to at the beginning, but about an hour and a half in, we were just having a ball. And I was like, let's just do it. And it was just, it was just great. Okay, so uh, let me show you one clip up top here that's gonna sort of set up the show today. And that's about what I just mentioned, that you know, all of us evolve politically in certain ways. Some people get stagnated, some people change, some people go towards truth. And that it's our job to kind of figure it out for ourselves and, and see where we end up. Here's me and Bill. I like Larry. I mean, yeah. he says some goofy conservative shit. But so do you. I, that may well and that's, be. And that's that, okay. Yeah, that yeah. may well be. Um, <laughs> and so, some people think I do. I, most of the people who love me love all of right. your crazy concern. That's a, I mean, that's a nutty one for you, right? A, but I'm not conservative. I'm of just, you're I'm not. just appropriately yeah. critical of the excesses of the left, well, which are plenty these days. Well, sane. I think it could be sane. When, pe sane. when people say to me, right. oh, Bill Maher is getting red-pilled or something, sane. and no. I talk about you a lot on my show because you've right. been a huge, huge influence on me. So I talk about you a lot on the show, and then people ask, well, wait a minute, you know, you and Bill used to sort of see eye to eye on all of this stuff, and then I kind of shifted a little bit, and then they'll say to me, Bill's, Bill's sane. And I go, well, well, liberals were supposed to be sane. Yeah, Bill was always sane. sane, I must say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and but that's got to be weird watching everybody go nuts. I mean, I watch sure. them all go nuts. And I, I watch them all right. go nuts. And shifting is okay because things change. So sometimes we have to change, yeah. you know? And sometimes we grow, we learn, take in new material. Okay, so that really was the theme of the episode. And we, we talked about all sorts of stuff. I mean, we basically talked about the meaning of life. He asked me a lot of sex questions, which I wasn't thrilled about. Um, but we, we talked about, and then we dipped in and out of politics. You know, the producers were clear, uh, with me from the beginning that the show couldn't be all politics. I know a certain set of people wanted me to just go in there and bludgeon him. And why did you say that you wanted the economy to crash under Trump and this and that and the other thing. But what I really, really wanted to do more than anything else was make that human connection. And then, and then hopefully this is just the beginning of, well, he'll come on this show. He invited me to go back on real time or go on real time for the first time and that we can have this further conversation. It wasn't about walking in there and just punching the guy in the face. I'm also in his home, uh, you know, so, so that was really, I think, a nice way to, to set up what we're doing here today. We change and all of those things. By the way, the, the Larry that he's referencing up top, I had mentioned something about Larry Elder. Uh, so that's the Larry he was mentioning up top. Anyway, we got into uh, Florida and California and people making choices for themselves and guys like me leaving Florida or leaving for Florida uh, from California. Freedom, you know. Freedom, man. That's it. That's why I fled this place, right, by the way. Right. I fled it's... Cali this year. I couldn't take it anymore. Is that right? Yeah. I lived in LA for the last eight years. I left on December 17th, 2021. Where'd you go? And I'm back for one day. I honestly, I Where'd hate you go? this place. I'm in Florida. I'm in free Florida, man. Oh. No, I, I get it about Florida. I've talked about Florida a lot. Yeah. I, I, it's a love-hate relationship, but so is my relationship with California. Yeah. But I ain't going anywhere. <laughs> Who am I kidding? I mean, it's just, I'm too dug in and my friends are here, and my studio is here, and, and there's still some great things about California. 
So it's interesting because I'm telling him all the reasons I left, and he agrees with a lot of those reasons, by the way. Uh, we're gonna show you a clip a little bit later where I get him directly to talk about what could cause him to go to Florida, to actually get out of California. And it does have a little something to do with COVID and uh, that Ron DeSantis guy. Uh, but it's interesting because, you know, a certain type of person, you know, you're dug in in a certain way, you're of a certain age, you have your friends, all of those things, and you have the, the finances to maybe stay and see what happens. And then other people just want to get out. This is, this is the point. Everyone negotiates in their own life. Oh, I have young kids. I better get out now before they're more entrenched. Or I have young kids and that's why I have to stay because their grandparents live here or all of those things. He goes a little more into his love-hate thing with, uh, with Florida. And it's funny because the, the, the negatives on Florida uh, for him seem to have to do with, uh, with the partying in Miami. But I... I'm here in Miami. Guys, were you guys partying a lot this weekend? No, very boring people. It's, it's, it's you know, you go out, you have dinner, you lay at the beach. It's all, it's all good here. Um, anyway, we'll see if we can get him to Florida. But that gives me a good sort of segue uh, to what's going on right here in Florida. Because as you know, we stayed open. I say we, I wasn't even here for the beginning of it. Florida managed to stay open throughout COVID because we had not only Governor DeSantis, but incredible people around him who were actually looking at the science, not pretending that they were the science. Uh, this weekend, uh, a tweet by Florida Surgeon General, Dr. Joseph Ladipo about the mRNA vaccines was deleted. I wanna show you the original tweet. Uh, this is from Disclosed TV. This is when the tweet got deleted. Just in, Twitter has removed a tweet from Florida Surgeon General, Dr. Joseph Ladipo about mRNA vaccines for violating the platform's rules. Now, what's fascinating about this, we have the tweet, right? I think we've got the tweet. Today, we released an analysis on COVID-19 mRNA vaccines the public needs to be aware of. This analysis showed an increased risk of cardiac-related death among men 18 to 39. Florida will not be silent on the truth. And then he links to the study. So this is our Surgeon General here in Florida, they did a study. The study finds that there's cardiac issues amongst young men who take this vaccine. Twitter takes it down, okay? Twitter takes it down. And then what happens? Well, the usual thing happens uh, because they haven't banned and silenced everyone yet. There's a huge pushback. And then Twitter did actually bring the tweet back. Now, it's interesting because a lot of people see that as a win. And at that very sort of uh, base level, uh, it is a win. Okay, they, they deleted something and they brought it back. Now, the real question though, of course, is did they then suppress the views? It was originally supposed to be out. It was gone for like 24 hours. Do they shadow ban it, et cetera, et cetera. This is why Elon Musk has a shit ton of work as a technical term to do once he gets Twitter to find out all of the things they have been doing to us endlessly. And by the way, when I say endlessly, it continues uh, because Dr. Anthony Fauci, the man who claims that if you criticize him, you are actually criticizing science itself, much like Emperor Palpatine, uh, he went on Stephen Colbert's show and uh, he says that ivermectin doesn't work, although the CDC actually does say it does work. Hmm. But some of the, the, the sort of the um, confusion that came out over the last few years, I think I've asked you about this, but I want to check in more time. Did ivermectin do anything? No. Okay. Humans do take it, but not for this purpose. Right, it does not help with COVID and it could be dangerous. Okay, uh, hydroxychloroquine, did it do anything? No. No, so people who hoarded that? No. No No reason to have done that, okay. Right. Just just checking. Just, you got it. For a friend. You got it right. Okay. 
Okay, so the CDC does actually say that ivermectin helps with COVID, and there's all sorts of interesting studies on uh, HCQ. So let's just put that aside for just a second. And now I wanna link this back to my conversation with Bill Maher, because we actually started talking about some of the late night comics and how everything has become so hyper-partisan and that, you know, in effect, there's a reason that Gutfeld is crushing it as number one in late night. It's not only because Gutfeld's a good dude and he's funny and the show's interesting and it's free form and all that stuff, but it's also because these other guys, Colbert, Kimmel, et cetera, they've just become, as I put it, part of the machine and that machine loves Fauci and that machine loves control and all of those things. But isn't that crazy that you're right, that all the all the comics that were supposed to put everybody to bed or whatever it is, they all went bananas left. I mean, Colbert, these guys are terrible. Like Kimmel to me is just fucking, you may be friends with him. I know a lot of people I that were- I know our I love are Jimmy. Yeah, like he is Colbert and I are not me. friends. Yeah, like those guys to me, they're just the worst sort of partisan nonsense. You want everybody- But the good part of that is we don't hide it. Like, he no. doesn't like me and I don't like him. And we don't deny it and we don't like it. No, but he's nothing. You, Colbert? You, yeah, he's nothing. He's also Meaning, very successful. No, no, but he's just giving the machine what it wants all the time. You, giving you the for my differences with you, I totally respect you. Is you, well said. Yeah. Giving the machine what it wants. I yeah. wish I had thought of that phraseology. That's exactly right. Okay, so giving the machine what it wants. That's what Colbert does. He brings out, he trots out all of the Democrats, he trots out all the CDC people, all of them, and he tells you how great they are and how wonderful they are. He's a, he's a partisan and a hack working at a mainstream network. That's just what it is. I was really happy in that moment that, that Bill got it, right? Bill, again, I have some differences with the guy. He's not giving the machine what it wants. If, he wanted, if Bill was giving the machine what it wants, he would never be criticizing the wokesters. He would never be asking questions about vaccines, even if you think he did it too late, even if you think he's not critical enough of Trump, all of those things, uh, he's too critical of Trump, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but then to prove the point of uh, the machine and Colbert and Fauci, uh, well, here's Colbert and Fauci. Uh, <laughs> just watch this. Are you worried at all about the new booster? No. No? No. Are you, are, you, are, are you worried, you're not worried that the, the 5G chip that it puts in you is gonna interfere with the 3G well, chip from the last know, one? Bill Gates and I decided we're gonna take the chips out now. We're not gonna- Oh, really? Yeah, right. Oh. How used to needles are you? Pretty, pretty, pretty much so, yeah. yeah. Have you had any Botox? Because no. at 81, you look fantastic. You can't tell me this is natural. <laughs> Let me know if you need some condoms, I'll ask for you. Okay. Oh, spooky season is coming up. What scares you the most? Thousand kids coming to my door breathing on me. <laughs> okay, so look, there's nothing funny about that. Obviously it's canned laughter. For him even to say at the end, and I get he's trying to be funny and he's just not funny and he's on a non-comedy show, that what really makes him nervous is kids laugh, uh, kids uh, breathing on him. It's, it's actually kind of disgusting, right? It really is kind of disgusting, but he's vaxxed, he just had COVID again. He's boosted up the wazoo, he wants all these kids vaxxed. But my, my broader point to bring it to what I was discussing with Bill is that Colbert is just, he's just part of the machine that there is nothing honest. It will mock and make fun of everyone who honestly asks questions or who thinks about things a little bit differently or dare. I mean, imagine if Colbert brought on someone who say didn't get vaxxed, someone who thought about things for themselves and made choices for themselves like, hey, maybe Dave Rubin. I don't want to change the topic altogether. I am, Go ahead. I am unvaxxed. You're smoking the same joint. Yeah. yeah. It could take you out at any moment. I'm so worried. What was your millionth clue? <laughs> uh, oh, you're unvaxxed? 
Yeah, I'm well, good for you. I would not do it. I, you know what, what? There were a million reasons that I wouldn't do it, but then when they started pushing it on people for their employees, the companies for their employees, I have people that work for me that are in my studio every day, just like you. And I remember, I don't have a hundred. Remember, it was OSHA wanted a, if you had a hundred employees, they said you had to get them back. So I don't have a hundred employees, but I had guys in my you studio. Have enough to ring the bell. I have enough to ring the bell, and my guys are in, sitting with me, and they're all young in their twenties. Bell and, ringer. And I remember thinking, I was looking at them. I literally said it on air. I was like, wait a minute. Fucking what bell. fucking right would I have to tell you guys to get vaxxed? And I was like, there is no, and I'm very proud that I, I'm not. I know a zillion people with all kinds of problems now. That's right. I am unvaxxed, and I did not force these two fine gentlemen to be vaccinated either. But Colbert would never want to have that conversation, right? He would never want to put someone who didn't just go for exactly the spoon-fed nonsense that the corporations and the pharmaceutical companies and everything else want you to have. And if you want to see have how pervasive all of this is, uh, Dr. Simone Gold, who was one of the frontline doctors right at the very beginning of COVID, who was saying, we need to think about these things differently and that masks don't make sense and social distancing is a farce and we shouldn't be locking people down and we have to be wary of the vaccines and all of that stuff. She eventually, uh, because she showed up at the Capitol on January 6th, ended up in jail for two or three months, she just got out. Uh, she put up this tweet. I mean, this is just, if you wanna see how, how incredible it is, how the machine operates, wow. Pfizer ran paid vaccine promotion that tells children to go to a website to view a Marvel comic book that advertises their vaccines. This shocking advertisement targeting minors should be illegal. And yes, it is true. Here is a tweet from Pfizer. They sponsored an Avengers cartoon when Ultron wrecks havoc, the Avengers act as the first line of defense. People can help protect themselves by staying up to date with their COVID-19 vaccinations. Head on over to blah, 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 and buy the freaking comic book. So do you see how the machine, despite the fact that right now our Surgeon General in Florida is releasing a study showing that there are heart issues with 18 to 39 year olds, the machine Pfizer, which sponsors all of the news shows that people watch on Sundays and every night on cable news. Uh, we got a problem here. I think you got it. We got a problem here. Uh, and it's continuing. So now to, to back up a little bit also to what Bill and I were talking about, this divide between Florida and California. These are the two, these are the two faces of the nation, let's say, and we have to pick which way we're going to go. Uh, well, Simone Gold continued on Twitter when it came to California. She said, California just became the first state in the nation to mandate that all children take mRNA vaccines in order to attend school. Florida, on the other hand, now recommends against the mRNA vaccine for males 18 to 39 years old. Florida follows the science, California does not. So this divide, it is widening. And I think actually, it's good that it's dividing. If you live in California right now and you just wanna keep injecting your kids with a bunch of stuff that you have no idea what it's doing, on top of the fact that the, the virus is 99 point, whatever it is, 997% recovery rate for kids, and now there's all of these studies that are starting to show that there are heart issues and other side effects. If you wanna keep doing that, California, and you wanna keep voting for people like Gavin Newsom, then I guess stay in California and we'll see the results of this over the years. And I would say 10, 20 years from now, there's gonna be a, a whole bunch of kids who had been locked down and masked up and injected with all kinds of stuff who are gonna be uh, not very kind when they're putting their parents into old age homes. Uh, but the point of all of this really 
is to show that the people who are moving on this, the people who are the, the insanity party, as I say, versus the de-sanity party, they are not gonna stop. They are not gonna stop and we have to figure out how to build better things and inoculate ourselves, vaccinate ourselves in the true sense of the vaccine uh, from their bad ideas. Newsom is not going to stop. He is, he is injecting children. He's forcing children to be uh, injected. And now I have to show you, I saw this video this weekend, I almost barfed and I thought, well, if I almost barfed, then I'm gonna cause other people to almost barf. Here is, Justin Trudeau, that soulless lizard person from Canada, he's in California right now with the other soulless lizard person, Gavin Newsom. And guess what? They're teaming up to stop climate change. Hey everyone, bonjour tout le monde. Uh, I'm in California today with Governor Newsom. Uh, we're signing a, an agreement to make sure we continue uh, the deep partnership we've had on fighting climate change, on protecting our environment, in creating good green jobs, and moving forward in ways that really matter to people. C'est un grand plaisir de pouvoir travailler si proche avec la Californie uh, sur les enjeux qui sont importants pour les Canadiens. Uh, Governor Newsom, talk about this partnership. Oh, well, désolé, je ne parle français. <laughs> but you don't have to speak the same language to understand that we're all in this together. Divorce is not an option. And so we're here on the issue that ex extends, I think, a global consciousness, and that's the issue of climate change. And, uh, you're in a state where we're experiencing the extremes. And so we're on the leading and cutting edge of not only dealing with the realities of it, but also the opportunities. And that's why it's so wonderful to have you down here, Prime Minister, to focus on those partnerships and the opportunity advance together. We only build a better world if we're doing it together and gathering like-minded partners like California and Governor Newsom is the way uh, that we make this better future a reality for everyone. Uh, très content de tout le travail qu'on est en train de faire. On va continuer de le faire uh, ensemble en avance. Merci. I honestly cannot imagine two more vapid, dishonest, as I said, soulless, lizard people. Also, when Gavin Newsom said divorce is not an option, I feel like he's said that to his wife like 3,000 times. She's probably like, I can't take this. Divorce is not an option. If you think that these two buffoons who have only wrecked havoc on their states and their countries can do anything when it's related to climate change, then I got a bridge to sell you. Everything that Gavin Newsom touches, he destroys. Everything that Justin Trudeau touches, he destroys. They both are all about censoring their opposition and people who disagree with them. And now they'll just move. They'll move from everything that they did related to COVID and silencing people. They will move to silencing people and censoring people if it has anything to do with their climate agenda. And by the way, they know that they can't. The, the truth is they know. I don't think they are so uh, stupid to believe that they can do anything when it comes to climate change. This is all about them attaining more state power, making sure that you peons do whatever they want. They are, they are just like Colbert. They give the machine whatever it wants. And right now, the big thing with the machine, you can feel it gaining momentum right now. The big thing as COVID has kind of gone away is now this is all about climate. So Michael Schellenberger, and you guys know Michael Schellenberger, I've had him on the show a couple times. Uh, he also ran against Gavin Newsom for governor in California, unfortunately did not go well, uh, but he's been studying climate change for many, many years. Uh, he had a tweet about what's going on with this conversation around climate change and hurricanes and much more. Uh, the New York Times says climate change is, quote, making storms like Hurricane Ian more destructive, on, uh, end quote, but that's false. There have been 15 category four or stronger landfalling hurricanes in Florida since 1919. 10 occurred before 1960. 
and just five cents according to US government agency NOAA. Now, what's great about this is that this is what the New York Times does with everything. This is what, remember, remember our buddy Don Lemon a week ago when he was uh, talking to a uh, climate scientist and he said, uh, well, when I was younger, storms weren't as strong, so this must be climate change. And the guy was like, uh, Don, you're an idiot. This is what they do with everything. They don't care about stats. They don't care how many hurricanes used to hit that were strong or anything. They wanna do everything for political agenda. Gain more power over the people. Take more of the people's money. Take more of the people's freedom. That is what it is. That is whether it's Colbert, whether it is the New York Times as an institution, whether it is Newsom and the other one, you got it. Giving the machine what it wants. Uh, speaking of giving the machine what it wants, uh, there is the crazy racist woman, Joy Reid over on MSNBC, and she has been very, very upset with Ron DeSantis because he's telling the truth about the media's intentions when it comes to people who push back on the nonsense. The president also met with Florida leaders, including Republican Governor Ron DeSantis. The two played nice, shaking hands and exchanging thank yous. It comes after DeSantis just yesterday had this to say about Hurricane Ian. Quite frankly, you know, you have national regime media that they wanted to see Tampa because they thought that that'd be worse for Florida. That's yeah. how these people think. Yeah. I mean, they're, 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 they don't care about the people of this state. They don't care about the people of this community. They want to use storms and destruction from storms as a way to advance their agenda. National regime media. Those comments came, those comments uh, just so happened to come the same day DeSantis brought actual relief efforts to a halt in Fort Myers, so he could do a photo op wearing campaign gear and a pair of mysteriously squeaky clean knee-high white boots. Those boots sparked a lot of joy on the socials with all the memes. Okay, so that's actually not true. They didn't stop anything. DeSantis has been out on the road and Casey DeSantis endlessly nonstop since the hurricane has hit. By the way, in three days, three days since Hurricane Ian hit, uh, Florida rebuilt the road to Pine Island, which is absolutely extraordinary. Uh, and DeSantis is already talking about building back the causeway to Sanibel. I have just no doubt that we will do it way faster, way faster than any other state or if the federal government got involved or anything else. Uh, here's the unedited clip that Joy Reid is going after DeSantis for. I was going to say, everyone that I've talked to on the ground when we're delivering supplies, they're saying, I was watching the media. They told us Tampa. Yeah. That's why I didn't leave. I know people personally on the island. Is there going to be any accountability in the media? Well, look, I mean, I think, I think part of it, quite frankly, you know, you have national regime media that they wanted to see Tampa because they thought that that'd be worse for Florida. That's yeah. how these people think. Yeah. I mean, they're, 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 they don't care about the people of this state. They don't care about the people of this community. They wanna use storms and destruction from storms as a way to advance their agenda. And they don't care what destruction's in their wake. They don't care about the lives here. If they can use it, to pursue their political agenda, they will do it. And so I think there was a lot of uh, buildup about that. And look, we were obviously concerned about Tampa too, uh, but I think there was so much emphasis on it that I do think people said, you know, even, and then it was supposed to go in as a cat too, actually, into Tampa. I think people said, well, I'm 125 miles away from here. Maybe I'm better off hunkering down. I absolutely think that impacted decision-making. Okay, so the point of all of this is that the guy is out there fighting for his state. We are functioning at an incredibly high level. Electricity has been brought back to most areas. Supplies are there. There's no looting. Notice you haven't seen any videos of looting. If this happened in virtually any other state, the disaster 
that happened here, the abject disaster. There would be looting, there would be crime, all of those things. There has been law and order. There have been people chipping in. It, it has been absolutely extraordinary what's going on here. Uh, but what the machine, again, this comes back to the machine, the corporate machine and, and the people who just suck up to it, whether it is Don Lemon, whether it is Joy Reid, or of course, whether it is the brilliant women of The View. Here is Sonny Hostin. And Sonny is, as I have pointed out many times, I think she's probably the worst person on television. Maybe it's Joy Reid, but Sonny probably is it. Uh, and you can see she's making the move here. I wanna, I wanna tease it a little bit because I, I keep telling you guys, the move that they are going to make on DeSantis is DeSantis is Trump, but worse. They're gonna say Trump was Hitler, but this is Hitler on steroids because Trump at least was disorganized and confused and you know he was a television star and all that, but DeSantis is smart and organized, so he's gonna be double Hitler. Here's Sonny Hostin. What I did admire about, about um, DeSantis is that he finally talked about climate change, right? He like sort of finally said, wow, this is a climate change issue. And I think what's always disappointed me about DeSantis is he's a very different political candidate than, let's say, a President Trump. I firmly believe that President Trump is just not the, the, the smartest guy. I really, I don't, I think he's educated, but I just don't think he's that smart. And, um, and I think he's a racist and I think he's a homophobe. And he's a, just a person who was raised that way. When you look at DeSantis, he graduated from Yale University. He went to Harvard Law School. He earned a commission in the U.S. Navy as a JAG officer. He was a federal prosecutor who did what I did, was where he targeted and convicted child predators. He still serves in the United States Reserve. So what that tells me is he's brilliant and the cruelty is the point when he's sending immigrants all over the place and not taking care of them. And that- Yeah, but I think you gotta call him as you see him. You see it? I mean, you can see the move, guys. That's why I keep doing this, because I want you to be able to see it so you can Tell your friends that this is exactly what they're, when you hear all these people, well, I, you know, I kind of get it. The wokesters are crazy. The Democrats are nuts. I just can't vote for Trump. And then overnight, they're going to switch it so that those same exact people will be saying, I can't vote for DeSantis because he's smart and he's organized and he knows what he was doing and he was in the military and all that. And of course, everything she said there about Trump is nonsense. I mean, she's just, just terrible. I don't like you, lady. Uh, But okay, what do you do? What do I often tell you you must do? You must push back against the machine. However, you can do it in your own life, and especially if you're a politician or a pundit, you must not give the machine what it wants. You must call out the nonsense. So here's a really nice moment from over the weekend. Uh, Glenn Youngkin, who is the governor of Virginia, and as you guys know, he was not going to be the governor of Virginia. Uh, When polls came out only a few weeks before, he was losing, he was not gonna win, and then he started going after the woke stuff, and he started making sure that kids were gonna be protected in school, and they weren't gonna pull all this trans nonsense and all of that, and then he ended up winning. Well, he was on Jake Tapper's show over the weekend, and you can watch how Jake tries to get him. I mean, just heavy-handed nonsense. And Glenn Youngkin comes back with, how about some of that uh, sanity? plan Because he just released it this week. It scales back Virginia's wind and solar energy emphasis. Instead, uh, focuses on nuclear power, economic competition. But I wonder if the events in your first year as governor, uh, the more intense hurricanes, which uh, scientists say they're more intense because of climate change, the war in Ukraine and this week's OPEC decision, uh, making uh, the insecurity of where we get our fuel from uh, highlighted. Doesn't that suggest that you should be, that we should be, leaning into more green energy, not less? 
To be clear, what, I, what I've called for is an all of the above. And in fact, it's not reducing an emphasis on renewables, wind and solar. It's correcting an error that was made in the previous administration's energy plan, which was to exclude everything else. And so we need to, yes, move forward with wind and solar. We need to move forward with carbon capture and natural gas. We need to move forward with nuclear. And one of the things that I believe is that we have a great opportunity in Virginia to lead the nation in the development of small modular reactors in nuclear in order to provide baseload power that's clean and reliable and affordable. And this is why common sense has to come back into this equation, which is we, we can't evacuate one of our strengths which is the fact that we innovate in America. Mm -hmm. We can, in fact, find a way that natural gas can continue to be a huge part of our overall power stack. We can innovate across nuclear, and we can embrace renewables like wind and solar. But we're going to have to adopt all of them in order to get where we want to be, which is reliable, affordable, and a clean power stack. Ain't it great when people who know what they're talking about and have thought the issues through actually state their case clearly. Sure, we can do some of the green stuff. We can do some wind stuff. We can do some water stuff. We can do some nuclear stuff. There's other things that we have to do. We can't ignore fossil fuels. Let's do these things in tandem. Jake, who unfortunately, you know, he's a Democrat. He's just a Democrat activist pretending to be a journalist. So he mentions all this and shouldn't we be green? It doesn't mean anything. Shouldn't we be green? It would be nice. Where's Kermit the Frog? Let's be green. And then Yunkin just comes in and says, uh, well, actually, uh, there's a lot of ways to skin a cat and we're not gonna destroy the economy in the name of you know, the Green New Deal. So I just thought that was a really nice moment. And I think what's gonna happen is more and more people are gonna realize that they will have a breaking point with all of this. And perhaps the ultimate realization of that will be hopefully uh, a giant red wave when it comes to the midterms, we, we shall see. Uh, but I asked Bill Maher, about just that, that is there something that could happen that would get a guy like him, despite having a good life in Los Angeles and making money and having parties and friends and all of those things, is there a way that, you know, a guy like him would just say, you know what, I can't take Cali anymore and DeSantis is pretty good and Florida is pretty spectacular. If California yeah. says I have to take shots and DeSantis says I don't, hello, Florida. That's what I'll say about DeSantis. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. He really is. And he doesn't care but whether you smoke weed and he doesn't care who you marry. Just He doesn't. But to sound like the uh, voiceover at a movie that's coming out soon, shit just got real. <laughs> but like for me, yeah. personally, really, yeah. shit just got real with that. Yeah. And that, that's I in my it. mind. Dude, I left this right. place because of it. And I don't want to leave the leave this place. That's, it would be very hard. I'm 66 years old. I, I, I know I look 40. No, look amazing. The hair seems thicker than Stop it was a year, it. a couple of years oh, ago. Dave, I don't know what you're doing over your there. But, um, it was not. E but it's not easy for anyone, right? So everyone gets to their breaking point. Now I know a lot of you that have seen the light a long time ago, and maybe you're more conservative leaning, or you already live in Florida. You're like, ah, but I wouldn't even want someone like him coming here or it's like, do we have to do all the dirty work? Do we always have to do everything right while you know the liberals and the lefties destroy everything and then only at the last moment when it hits them in the head because the government's trying to forcibly inject them with something, we have to save them. And I get that there's a, a challenge there and I will continue to have that conversation with Bill. If you watch, it, it, again, it's a little bit over two hours. I hope you'll watch the whole thing because you'll see the first 20 minutes we kind of have to do this dance and it's like we're sort of really, really feeling each other out. 
Uh, but then around a, about a half hour in, for the next hour and a half, we are, we are fully in the flow and it's in and out of politics and all of our differences and all of that. But again, it's not driven purely by politics. You're not gonna believe this, guys, but not everything is political. Uh, but the point is everyone has a breaking point. And if Justin Trudeau and Gavin Newsom are going to keep spitting in the face of science as well as Anthony Fauci and Stephen Colbert, and then there will be havens, there will be safe havens where science will be truly looked at and analyzed properly and not owned by any one person. And, and more importantly than any of that, regardless of what the science says, that people will be allowed to make decisions for themselves and their, for their children, well then let's have that battle. That is the battle that perhaps the country has to have and, and maybe more broadly, it's the battle that America has to have. And all of us have to figure out how to have some of these difficult conversations uh, before we just completely splinter off. And, and maybe that is inevitable either way. Uh, but I think there's a chance, and, and that's why I framed today's show around uh, the podcast with Bill. I'm sure we'll be talking about it more throughout the week and, and all that good stuff. Uh, stick around for a cold close in just a moment. It's me Monday over at rubenreport.locals.com. I posted this one this morning. I really like sports in the color blue. Let's schedule the surgery. <laughs> I'll probably be banned from YouTube for putting that one up, but I won't be banned on Locals, so you can always find me there. Uh, a couple comments from the Locals community. Weekly Cigar says, funny that media back then didn't expose Fraudy. Now he needs to be exposed. Once the Republicans take the Senate and House, he will be investigated. Look, it's gonna happen. Assuming the Republicans take the House, which that one seems very obvious. The Senate's a little bit closer, but I think Blake Masters will win in Arizona. I think Oz will win in Pennsylvania. I think it's gonna happen. Who the hell knows, right? Uh, but should there be investigations into these people? And the answer simply is yes. These people need to be investigated. Fauci has lied. You know that Fauci is worth $5 million more in the last two years since COVID? Not something. He's the highest paid person in the federal government. He has a, a lifetime pension of over $400,000, if I'm not mistaken. And he made another 5 million throughout this. And if he made 5 million and we know about that, then it's gotta be a lot more through all sorts of other proxies and family members and all kinds of stuff. So yeah, the, the investigations probably have to happen. Rich says, I love when Dave does his Trudeau impersonation. Oh, I'm Justin Trudeau, I have nice socks and the climate's coming to get you and I'm gonna freeze your bank account if you say anything bad about me. I'm Justin Trudeau. And I'm Gavin Newsom, I, have, I sound evil. <laughs> EK says, uh, if they say that hurricanes and other storms are getting stronger enough times, they won't need the evidence to back it up. People will just accept it as the truth. What a great comment. And, and that's why they censor. They just say it over and over and over again. It's sort of why I played you that, that Jake Tapper clip right there. Because on its face, it doesn't seem like what Jake is doing is so bad. But his conclusion of, oh, there's some problems with the environment, so shouldn't we be more green? I almost did my Trudeau there. So shouldn't we be more green? And it's like, no, man, you're, you're subtly putting it in because you have for so long accepted all of the narrative, accepted all of the bullshit related to climate science and COVID and all of these things that you just have to keep going. I also think that's one of the reasons that they're so interested in injecting all of the kids. Because think about it, if you're, if you're an adult and you're roughly a free thinker and you're a good parent, you're a decent human being, doesn't matter what political allegiance you have, but if they get you to inject your kid with something, man, you have just jumped you have just taken a leap, not a leap of faith. Well, it's a leap of faith that the thing works or it's not gonna give them all sorts of side effects, but you have jumped into the unknown, right? You, you don't know what it's gonna do. They forced you to do it. Maybe you didn't wanna do it, but now you have to sort of be all in on that. 
you have to be all in on it because otherwise you were the one who decided to inject your kid with something that you don't even know what it is or whether it was necessary in the first place. So you're kind of, you better be all in with them because what are you going to, what are you going to say? You're going to look in the mirror and be like, boy, I, I really, I really screwed up. I, maybe I shouldn't have injected my kid with that thing. By the way, wasn't that a nice moment when I told Mar that I'm unvaxxed and his, his initial reaction was, what did he say? Well, good for you. Well, good for you. Good for you. And I don't regret it at all. I'm actually very proud that I fought the machine and did what I thought was right for myself and my family, as you should too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think this is a fine Monday show. I'm sure I have to go change a diaper or feed somebody or something like that. As always, subscribe at rumble.com slash rubenreport and rubenreport.locals.com. My full interview with Dennis Prager. I just adored Dennis. And uh, if you want some wisdom, when I think of Dennis Prager, I think of two things with Dennis. I think of joy. He's one of the happiest, smiliest, joyous guys I know. Uh, sometimes maybe that doesn't come across when he's doing his radio show and talking politics, but as a person, just an absolute true pleasure. But wisdom really is the word. Uh, and finally, I saw this one going viral this morning on Twitter. This is a spectacular Joe Biden song to take you home. See you tomorrow, everybody. My mind's going blank now. What's happening? What, what, I can't remember. I'm gonna lose track. My mind's going blank now. What are you talking about? What the hell's going on here? Where the hell are you? My mind's going blank now. I can't remember. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. What am I doing here? My mind's going blank now. Where am I heading? I keep forgetting I'm present. Where am I? No idea. Last night on the, the television, uh, uh, television, I was on a telephone. Rapidly rising uh, 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 and with, uh, with uh, I don't know. COVID has taken more than America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the foot him in that we're gonna seize the only gotten gains of Putin's autocracy. NATO's purpose is defend against aggression. Let me make that near and dear to you that you would like to be able to. Anyway. I'm. My mind's going blank now. What's happening? I can't remember. My mind's going blank now. What are you talking about? What the hell's going on here? Where the hell are you? My mind's going blank now. I can't remember. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. What am I doing here? My mind's going blank now. Where am I heading? I keep forgetting I'm present. Where am I? No idea. I don't think as the idea Recognize Dr. John John King of King of Song. King of Song. I can't get this to function at all. My mind's going blank now. What's happening? What, what, I can't remember. I'm gonna lose track. My mind's going blank now. What are you talking about? What the hell's going on here? Where the hell are you? My mind's going blank now. I can't remember. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. What am I doing here? My mind's going blank now. Where am I heading? I keep forgetting I'm present. Where am I? No idea. No idea. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.